Um, for this session, it's a huge pleasure to introduce um, Mark Gilman. Um, I first heard him speak um, about a year ago or so, and um, he's certainly one of those people who makes you think somewhat differently about the radio world uh, after you've heard him, so to Mark. Make it loud. Make it a movement. Welcome to whatever that science is that your you programming just ran down DJ's throat. A cold, hard fear. Imagine what the program manager looks like. Make it so huge that it swallows up the whole scene. We want people to feel that shit. We want a movement. I don't know when last you lot did a radio campaign that was particularly symbolic. The ultimate masters of kung fu. Live. They have red lights. And they go, Woo! You ask a kid if they like emergency vehicles. Of course they do. They don't know about the death and mayhem inside them. Do you know what program managers do? They take the kids and they say, there's a man inside, he's dying. And I hope that puts paid to your next creative idea that you're sitting thinking of right about now. A new radio concept made by you. Oh, the door's off. Make up your fucking mind! This is gonna go off. Radio Days 2013. Berlin. Right, you ready to make some noise, everybody? Good morning. We'd like to, I'd like to welcome the posse from Australia in the middle of the room. Give it up for the Aussies, please. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! Come on in, come on in. We've just been killing time till you got here. Come on in. This is an impressive room of, um, of brains this morning. And I'm, gonna, I'm certainly going to hope that you're going to engage your brains with me. And if I say something wrong, then tell me. If I say something stimulating, then cheer. If you just want to argue, I'm up for an argument. I'm half Irish anyway. But what I don't want is I don't want you simply to sit and I don't really want you to use your iPads or your mobile phones because I'm old-fashioned and I think it's rude. I won't do it in your session. Let's begin. I, um, let me tell you who I am and what I do. Have any of you, um, ma'am, you can sit in one of the reserve seats if you like. You're special. Have any of you been to Antarctica? Anyone? Fabian, show them. I've been to Antarctica. Thank you. Thank you. Have any of you ever done a radio show while you're sailing across the Atlantic Ocean between Cape Town and Rio de Janeiro? Any of you? Show them, Fabian. Look, there's the boat, and wait for it. Here's me. 
That's the next one, Fabian. There I am. That's what 21 days at sea does to you. You know, I've, um, I used to be on the radio, and I did interviews. Here's me doing an interview. There, there's me doing an interview. So you see, I've done all the normal basics that you're supposed to do, right, when you're a radio DJ. I've done other things. I've done, um, let me see, I've done, uh, oh, I've done a lot of messing about. A lot, a lot of, uh, if you'll forgive my language, a lot of fucking around, basically. In the name uh, of working for a radio station, which is something that I actually miss. Like, and, and some of it, I've done it on the radio and I've done it on TV, like this kind of thing. Look, this is off the internet, so you'll forgive the quality. Which is number six, Fabian. My mama is a big ass baker with big ass cream. Something in it. <laughs> and now it's considered education to beat the bat out of Danger Boy. You said I was it, you. You know, the best part about being on the radio, if, uh, and I'm not sure how many of you in, your, in here are broadcasters or have been broadcasters, the best thing is that you get, to, you get to do cool stuff, that kind of cool stuff. You get to go play with real ocean-going yachts, like with the Puma Volvo Ocean Race. Show them, Fabian, this kind of thing. Live from Cape Town for the Volvo Ocean Race. Leg two. Re 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 restart. Cape Town to Abu Dhabi with Puma Ocean Racing's Mar Monster. Hello, Cape Town. I'm sorry we're late. Monster. The Monster is here. P Puma Ocean Racing presents. Presents. Mar Monstro. Monster of the Sea. Ah, you get to play tennis on top of a building, Fabian. Tennis on top so of a skyscraper. Right. Cars. We're getting a block of Ferrari. Bonjour, bienvenue. Sasha and Ian have just found the contestants. Just want to check up where they are. Benjamin, where are you? Call it drive. Okay, move it. Hi, is it Lauren? Where are you? Are you parking? Oh, well done, you're the first to arrive. Doing, girl. Lauren, you do know you're up against a professional tennis player. Yeah, but uh, I'm still getting up. That's ready. Ready. We're just waiting for Sasha and Ian to give us a phone call. Hello, that's you. Yeah, how's it? We're ready for you guys. Have they got their banana? I've got their banana. Because uh, Benjamin is a professional tennis coach, we're going to give him a handicap and we're going to tie his left arm to his body. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right around his body. Whoever's ahead in the match when the tennis balls run out over the bowling, well then they're the winner. Okay, play ball. Good shot. Go on, Larry. Good ready. You get the gist. You can skip to the next one. If there's one cool thing that you've got to do sometime in your life is you've got to go on a car race, a really wild car race, uh, which the Australians will recognize. Here, watch this. Okay. 
<laughs> the Pontiac. There we go. Yeah, Mercedes. The MX-5. Little Renault. It's the speed limit down the road, yeah. This is the most exciting experience I've had since since Christmas last year. And now it's Christmas in October, so... And I've done all these things not to brag to you, but purely because I wanted to make a great radio show. And all of you will know that most radio studios have four walls. Some of them really only have a toilet window for a, for a window, for a look out on the world. Program managers love to tell, and my, with all due respect to all of you who are program managers, but you're going to go down today, Program managers love to tell people, be yourself. Why would you do that? You're damn boring. So we don't really want you as yourself because you're boring. And secondly, they'll tell you, reflect the audience. But I can't see the audience. Yes, but pretend that they're in this theater with you. And you're having a relationship with someone you can't see, you've never met, you've never touched. It's easy. Just go off and do it. No, it isn't. And it's made easier by a big window. And it's made easier by an opportunity to go on ocean sailing yachts, to go on car races, to play tennis on the top of buildings. It's made far easier. And the result is great programming. Now, as you will come to see, most of my work is done in Africa. Any Africans in the audience? Give it up! No? So much for you lot caring. What, no one from Africa got invited? What's up with that? It's a damn wild place. Wild place often filled with very conservative people who are very scared to do a lot of exciting things, rather like their European neighbors, unlike their Australian ex-neighbors. And the cool thing, therefore, is that I pretty much have I have the whole place to myself, and I can do whatever I like. And people are keen, because it's, it's exciting. And the audience is even more keen to play along. And if there's one thing that I've learned, it's that the audience can't wait to get involved beyond prizes, beyond fame, beyond being on the radio. They can't wait to get involved because they have empty lives. And if you can create great programming and give them things, like some of those things and some of the things I'm going to show you, if you can give them all of that, you've achieved your job and you've done programming. Now, maybe I've just hung out with the wrong people. Maybe, honestly, that is the, God, the God's honest truth. Maybe I've hung out with the wrong people. But the only side to programming I've ever seen comes in the form of a PowerPoint presentation. My understanding of programming is that it's faith. It's more likely to happen in a church than what it is to happen in a PowerPoint presentation. PowerPoint presentations don't jump off the page. They don't make an audience laugh. They, don't make an, they certainly make the audience cry. They don't upset the audience. They don't excite them. Nothing happens in a PowerPoint presentation. Something happens when you and I sit in a room like this in an age of social media and the internet and every other digital bullshit that they can haul out. This is where we start to have a relationship. Us, together. Right? That's what programming is. A relationship. So when you get back home tonight or tomorrow and she says, 
How was the conference, sweetie? You say it fucking rocked. And if it did, and that's what you say, then Anders and the rest of them have done their job and they've programmed their conference well. If not, and you say, well, there was this guy who had a keynote presentation and, uh, and we saw some slides. And did you know that the growth at the moment in Romania is 2.8% of the 2.6 of the four of the whatever? Shut up. Come on now. Everybody wants to have fun. But I've never had any radio guy come to me and say, let's just do anything as long as it's fun. Who gives a shit about what the bosses say or what the audience wants? What's that what the audience? That's what the audience wants, you know, our audience. Yeah, well, we're here today to talk about what our audience wants. Our audience has told us in surveys that they would like the following. These people drive trucks. They work at Lidl. What the hell do they know about what they want? Do you think the people who made Friends and Cheers and St. Elsewhere and every other great classic TV show, do you think they went to the audience and said, what would you like? Oh, well, oh, they asked the plumber. Well, I think I'd like a show about nurses who fall in love and, and have doctors all night. They haven't a clue. That's our job. We're the ones who are supposed to grab them by the scruff of their neck and take them on a fun time. Right, now, you'll notice something else about me. I don't, I don't do anything technical myself, so I have my main man, Fabian. Give it up for the main man, Fabian, in the corner. <laughs> Woo! I have my main man, Fabian, in the house, who's pressing all the buttons, and, and I dare say he has to translate everything I say first, and hence the delay. But nonetheless, we're getting there. Now, let me so, show you some of the other things you, you can do on the radio, because I've heard, a lo where are the program managers in the, in the, in the room? Program managers, we've got one. Ooh, there's lots of you. Well, don't worry, we don't have to talk after. <laughs> I'm done talking to you lot. Um, I've had lots of no's. You don't tell, you don't tell Hamish and Andy no, do you? No. Anything they want to do, they can do, right? <laughs> we saw where that got Australian radio recently. Right, now... Um, let me show you some stuff. If there's one thing that I like doing, and trust me, again, as I said from the start, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm simply saying this is my point of view. And if you want to discuss it, we can. We can discuss it right here. You don't have to wait until we're having a little personal one-on-one, -on -one, you know, afterwards. Because I'd rather have a bit of an audience when I take you down. Let's, <laughs> what, if there's one thing I really like, right, it's this concept that I touched on earlier about how to engage with your audience. Now, Forgive me for sounding old-fashioned, but again, here I go again. You do not touch your audience on Twitter. You don't. In case you hadn't noticed, you don't actually touch them. The only way to touch somebody is to touch somebody like that. Touch them. That's the only way. So, when a brand comes to me, and I sell what I call brand programming technology, by the way. The technology part is just the fancy part of saying, Fabian's in the corner making sure that it happens. Making all the things that I promised happen. That's the technology part. Brand, well, we know what that is. And the programming, you've come to appreciate, I feel pretty strongly about. Um, when a brand comes to me, which is a, a Diageo brand uh, called Smirnoff, which we all well know, and we'll get to know better tonight, some of you. 
When a brand comes to me and says, well, we have this brand, we like to ram it down people's throats and get them really pissed, because that's what booze companies do. Um, and, and we have all the intrinsics, and then they, they send you a PowerPoint, and it's filled with the slides, and then this will happen, and then this will happen. Where are the agency people? Any creative agency people here? You see, they knew I was coming. Because that lot and me, just ain't happening. They think up, I mean, they're imaginative. Really, they are imaginative. I, I'll give them that much. But they've never stopped to actually visit a radio station. They should have come this time. They're going to be taking up that tower. Wasn't it like a tower visit to go and see an old radio station or something? I think there was, something like that. They could have taken them and shown them what a radio studio actually looks like, what you can and can't do. And this theater of the mind rubbish ain't happening. Trust me. So they come to me and they say, well, let's do this thing. I say, let's do something.